the United States of America is called a Christian nation. Christian nation. Christian nation. It's time for a moment of clarity with your host, Pastor Richard Dietering. Let us pray that this nation does come to a moment of clarity. Faith, faith, faith. Politics, 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 history, history, and current events. Current events. And now, your host, Pastor Rick. Ed Bondarenka and Bruce Fleury are filling in for Pastor Rick as the hosts of today's program. They will be joining you shortly. I'm Derek Stone with a moment on sports, part one. The Detroit Tigers defeated the Chicago White Sox 3-2 this past Sunday. Carson Kelly doubled to plate Matt Vierling and Parker Meadows in the second inning, plus Spencer Torkelson demolished a solo homer five innings later to complete the Tigers' scoring. Tarek Skubal allowed both runs on five hits, threw 65 of his 97 pitches four strikes, and registered seven strikeouts in seven innings to seize his fourth victory of the season, Jason Foley retired Andrew Benintendi, Andrew Vaughn, and Eloy Jimenez in his perfect eighth inning, and Alex Lang allowed a pair of base runners in the ninth inning with one out, but he was able to induce a game-ending ground ball double play off the bat of Oscar Colas. Now here's your Moment of Clarity hosts for today's program, Ed Bondarenka and Bruce Fleury. Hey there, how you doing folks? Yeah, the adult left the room, called me up, said he had to go to work. And I thought, hey, good, I'm going to have my friend Bruce Fleury come over to play. And then we were talking about cartoons we listened to as a kid. I'm going to try something here. I might fall flat on my face, but I'm used to that. But then again, it's not my show, so who cares? talking about our first taste of classical music. <laughs> oh, the wabbit. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Yes. So, on a more serious... Hi, Bruce. Glad you could join me today. Otherwise, uh, who knows? I never would have played that, so I'll blame it on you. Always, always a pleasure. So, there are so many things to talk about today, and folks, uh, you can join in on the conversation, 734-822-1600, and... Uh, Please join us uh, because we don't have all the answers. No. But I had a couple topics I had suggested to Rick for today's show, and instead he dumps the show on me. So uh, <laughs> I said he's to Bruce. And uh, one of the things I wanted to talk about was uh, we're hearing about the, the comeback of COVID, you know, uh, 
the uh, uh, COVID redo, you know what I mean? Of course, they're rebranding it as something else. And I I think it was uh, something like uh, BS 2023. Uh, <laughs> 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 C-O-V-I-D, yeah, I think that's what it is. Right. BS 2023 uh, variant. And so, you know, the question is, uh, like the WHO said, we won't get fooled again. Will we get fooled again? I mean, dear me, I went into Myers yesterday. Now you go into the Ann Arbor Myers, it's it's worse. You get a higher percentage of mask wearers, you know, mm-hmm. but I went to the Canton Myers and you got somewhat of a percentage of mask wearers, maybe half percent. I go to the Belleville Myers, I I maybe see one mask wearer out of the crowd. So thank God I live in a much more intelligent community than those two. But yeah. In fact, we were with some friends at a restaurant the other day, oh, a couple of weeks ago, and one of the servers was wearing a mask. And I just want to complain to the manager, if you have a sick employee, what I know it's hard, helps hard to come by, but why? Why is she working if she's sick? And if she's not sick, why is she wearing a mask? But I let it go because why start something, you know? So what do you well, think? You think people are gonna start wearing masks and getting shots again? Letting well, themselves be locked down? Well, only the people who haven't learned from history. Okay. Oh, well, uh, we're here all oh, the time. It's from history. They don't teach history, but no, they yeah. don't teach history. Uh, you know, one of the things that you talk about masks and the ones that they were pushing on us, a lot of them were made in red, red China. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot of the COVID <laughs> testing kits were made in red China. Uh, they sold, I guess, I don't know how many hundreds of thousands to the Czech Republic, and about 90% of them were defective. You know, uh, and even well, if you look at if you look at the packaging that these masks come from, it it will say on the on the uh, the label <laughs> that will not it, it will not uh, protect you from virus. They're now, even saying the N95s are supposed to be the gold standard, right? I Go know. Ahead. I know. Now, now another thing that really very striking, uh, uh, a good friend of ours who's no longer passed, uh, no longer with us, she's passed on. Her name is Alison Murkowski. Of course. Uh, she, put the, she put together a great booklet about COVID and uh, masks mm-hmm. and all that. And what they found was this uh, Swedish researchers had, did, had done a, uh, an analysis on the amount of carbon dioxide that you breathe in back in and where the, uh, in, from your mask, if you keep it on, and one of the things they discovered was that whereas the current atmospheric concentration of carbon dioxide is around 406 parts per million, if you keep the if you keep this mask on for any length of time, any any time longer than five minutes, you'd look at you're looking at five thousand parts per million. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What wait a minute. that does is that that you breathe that back in, it's poison. So why in the world, Ed? Wait, what you're saying okay, is, but 400 parts killing, per million is a poison. What you're saying is, you wear the mask, you kill brain cells, which yeah. makes you what? More susceptible to wearing the mask. We're doomed. Well, it makes you a Democrat too. Which is the you know the 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 uh, egg or the bunny or the egg or the chicken, which came first? Yeah, I know. And and the thing is, you know, it's like uh, this progressive uh, runaway train that we're that we're riding right now when you see all the deaths that occurred and 
they what they do is they put these things together. There's no there's no distinction. There's no line drawn between the people last time around who died with COVID or died from it. And I can guarantee you a lot fewer people. You know that uh, that that figure was a heck of a lot lower. Besides. When you get to my age bracket, and they have like five different categories of, of patients based on their ages, what the mortality rate is. And the mortality rate for the upper end of the scale, which is which is which I occupy, is is uh, about five percent. So survivability is what you have to look at. But they're telling us, oh no, you gotta mask up, you gotta lock down, you can't even be outside riding, you know, without a mask on. And they're going yeah. to do this to us again? Not to me, well, you they're know, not. And that that skewing of the death rate, too, of course, early on, you had Gretchen Whitmer and oh, yeah. uh, uh, Cuomo, mm -hmm. you know, shoving sick people into old people's homes, where, of course, yeah. they were the most susceptible of our population. Instead of protecting them, yeah. we were killing them. You know, yeah. it's, a, it's, it's murder. And how this woman got reelected, you talk about learning from history. Mm -hmm. the, the populace of this state, either don't care or the election was stolen. Oh, wait yeah. a minute, I'm sorry, the election was stolen. I keep forgetting <laughs> that part. Yeah, so, you know, whatever. Well, hey, you we know, just, uh, as, as, as what usually happens uh, Ed, is uh, eventually the truth will come out. And we're gonna find out some things I'm sure about the Whitmer administration, which are gonna just make you- Oh, sh other people. Yeah. Other yeah. people are gonna find out. I mean, they other sure people are. are gonna finally find out, yeah. Sure hey, look, uh, let's see what Joe has to say. Yeah, Joe from Wyandotte, author of Terror Strikes. There, I beat him to the punch. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, since we're heading into the remembrance of 9/11 again, thank you for mentioning that. Uh, yeah, uh, regarding Whitler, we we've got to be careful of our language. Now, would you be that, able to convict I Whitler? Was. Of I'm on the radio. Murder? No, you could. Absolutely, positively bring her up on charges and convict her of negligent homicide. She is absolutely, positively, no question, guilty of that. She caused, through her negligence, her direct action led to the death of others. That is negligent homicide. Now, I turned 61 this year, and you know I have health problems. I've been on Social Security disability a while. One of my issues is an immune dysfunction. So if anybody were to need to wear a mask, if they worked, it would be me. I would be in that group. I would wear a mask if it helped because I am in that group of more susceptible, right? But I know the actual science that has existed for more than 100 years. It, it hasn't changed. The masks will not protect against a virus. Even an N95 protects against most bacteria and most viruses, but the Wuhan strain of virus is not, 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 because of the particulate size, one of those that an N95 would even protect you against. If it did, I'd buy one and wear one. Yeah. Well, another thing is uh, there's, a, uh, there's, there's a term called adverse event reactions, I guess, uh, that 
are being reported to the to the FDA right now. And there's thousands upon thousands of these reports coming from individuals who have had the vaccine and they've had some sort of problem with their heart, with their lungs. Uh, I mean, you've seen these, the, uh, Joe, you've seen these uh, these Sun videos down. of people just walking along and then just dropping. Or standing you know, like still and dropping. From and nobody hit them. Yeah. Yeah. We all know, you know somebody personally. You're doing his show <laughs> who mm -hmm. has never had a heart problem <laughs> and until immediately after getting a booster because we didn't know enough then. We suspected, but we didn't yeah. know for sure that the jabs were just a bogus jab, not a vaccine, doesn't make anyone immune to anything. But we didn't know for sure then. So to protect Pastor Max and myself and my sister got an initial jab also to protect my mother, who was still alive with dementia at the time. So yeah. we fell for that. Do it to protect the older people. You help protect them. But we know better now. The, we the time has passed. Joe? And Pastor Rick has got myocarditis because of the jab. Nothing else. It is a fact. We know it. It is not speculation. Well, hold on. It's not Joe. our opinion. We're not Joe. engaging in hyperbole. Joe, Joe take a breath. Let's, <laughs> let's be clear. I don't think that uh, Rick has myocarditis. He has a heart arrhythmia condition, but I, I, w I don't know that it's exactly myocarditis. But you bring up a good point about getting the jab not to protect yourself but to protect someone else. And if you recall, that's a lot of how the mask was portrayed. We're not wearing the mask to protect you, you're wearing the mask to protect your neighbor. And if you don't, if you didn't wear a mask to protect your neighbor, you know. How yeah. dare you? Yeah, you know, yeah. You're, uh -huh. you're being Load not generous, you're not being Christian, <laughs> you're, you're, you're making the whole population susceptible. Well, let me uh, let me just kind of kind of kind of chime in here real quick. Okay, I never I've been tested five times for COVID. Not once did I test did I test positive. Thank God for that. Now, my wife. Okay, wait. How does somebody do that? Everybody tests positive. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe maybe you can call me typhoid Bruce. I don't know. But, uh, yeah. but but my wife is a, is a, is a nurse. We're both retired now. But she had to take the initial shot as a condition of employment, and then uh, with ascension, she goes those damn nuns. <laughs> so, but she, uh, but anyway, and she also took the first booster, and she hasn't felt right since. She has not felt right. right. I mean, she didn't go a third eye or anything like that, but uh, you are she hasn't felt right. right. Ask Matthew Stafford about mm -hmm. false positives, right? Yeah. Yeah, and I myself did have COVID, and of course, I effectively and immediately, again, being more susceptible and being yeah. more at risk of dying yeah. from it, I immediately treated it with zinc, ivermectin, HCQS, uh, vitamin C, you know, all those yeah. things that we know are effective, and they tried to poo-poo. Yeah. Another thing that... Whitler is negligent, homicidable uh, about her one HCQS. Okay. Hmm? What? What? 
Yeah. Did we lose Re- Joe? Remember when she oh, forbade so. pharmacies from uh, yeah. prescribing and ivermectin? That is directly responsible for some deaths. I know mm-hmm. of someone also who was uh, withheld from ivermectin. Uh, he was getting worse. They got started getting him ivermectin. He was improving, but then the hospital backpedaled because they weren't going to get the funding. They took him yeah. off ivermectin, landed up on a vent, died. He should hey, still Joe? be alive today. Okay, Joe, Joe, are you talking about Stacey O'Grant's ex-husband or someone else? Uh, Bill Hartman. Okay, same story with Stacey O'Grant's her husband went in. He even had uh, uh, do not give me uh, what's uh, the, 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 the drug. Don't give me that. Uh, Remdesivir. Rem Thank you. Don't do that. Or, yeah, don't. Reviserin or something like that. Yeah. Hey, no. Well, whatever. Remdesivir. Rem- 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 I think. <laughs> yes. yeah. yeah, there you <laughs> go. Whatever. Derek will tell us in a minute. But the point is that. Oh, go ahead, Derek. Tell us, please. Remdesivir. Thank you. There it is. I'm, see, I'm getting listexic today, so I, I get my words confused when I'm listexic. So, uh, anyways, she was in the hospital, and she was told, "Yeah, we'll give your, we'll give your husband ivermectin if you can find a doctor who will prescribe it." She finally found a doctor in that system, uh, Beaumont, and he was a royal at uh, rather uh, Oak, um, not, not not Royal Oak, um, Oakwood. You know, the, the Beaumont Hospital there. And um, if she found a doctor in the system who would prescribe ivermectin, so she found that doctor, a bunch of nurses were on her side, found her that doctor, he prescribed the ivermectin, and then the and he was getting better. And then a hospital administrator found out about it and put the kibosh on it. So later she was trying to find another doctor who would do it. And the, the word was, no, I'll lose my job if I do that. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know. So what happened to do no harm? I know. Yep. I know. No, I it's know. all about protecting their paycheck, which is why <laughs> Obamacare was put into place. It was nothing to do with health care. It was governmental, fascistic, dictatorial control. power and control over That's people. Right. That's, what okay. it, that's what it all is. Well, thanks for calling, Joe. Appreciate it. I want to get back. Actually, the major premise was... What are we going to do about it? Are people, are we going to put masks back on? Now, if you work for somebody that says wear a mask, it's your it's your question as to whether your, it's your decision whether you're going to continue to work there or not. They can ask you to wear funny pink, you know, bunny shoes at work yeah, as long as they're steel-toed, you know, in my case, and metatarsal and six yeah. inches and whatever else they want. You know, that that's fine. That's a condition of employment. You get to yeah. work there or you get to leave. Now, if they say you got to get a jab, you got to decide, do I want to leave? Oh, this is interesting. We've got medical systems now that are saying, we know we forced you to leave over the jab and you wouldn't take it. Uh, would you come to work for us now? Because we really need people like you. Because, yeah. yeah, like, and then people are saying, ha, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, well, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to kind of let a little, little uh, secret here uh, slip. <clears throat> When I was... Oh, wait, that's just between you and me and Derek, right? Nobody else is yeah, listening. Nobody Go else, ahead. yeah. Okay, COVID struck when I had a couple of years left before retirement. So 
we had to go through a protocol every day, go into this, uh, do this survey, get tested at a station, have our temperatures taken. And, you know, if everything was okay, we'd go into work, but we had to wear the mask. Well, in my particular uh, part of, the, of our, of our, of our uh, stamping plant, uh, I was running this big, large, long, uh, progressive, uh, progressive press. In fact, that's the only thing about me that was progressive. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but the, uh, whenever uh, the supervisors would come by, because we had to be, had the mask on at all times, I'm sitting here not e- at least 60 feet away from the nearest person, right? Well, without, well within safe distance. And what I would do is when I saw somebody coming by, up goes the mask. As soon as they walk by, down goes the mask. And I, don't, I have no idea how many people did that, but I, I know I did. And so that's how I, that's that's how I ended up uh, at at the end of my uh, my thirty years at Ford Motor Company. Well, where they told where we worked, they told us we had to wear a mask except for six feet. So I just yeah. never wore a mask, and I stayed six feet away from everybody. And I talked to coworkers from six feet away. I yep. shared an office with a guy. And he wanted, I mean, I have I have the former plant manager's office. It's got four, room for four desks. And there's just, mm. well, it's just me in it now. At the time, there were two of us. Yeah. And uh, he's across the room. And he goes and finds this little storage closet to use as his office because he didn't want to share an office because I wouldn't wear a mask. Yeah. And, you know, our desks were six feet apart from each other. So I got maintenance to bring in a sheet of plexiglass to make a plexiglass wall between us just uh-huh. so he would work in the same room I was in yeah. so I wouldn't have to go hunt him down all the time. And right. he was okay with that. That was okay. The whole, the stupid circulator is blowing air everywhere in the room, but it's just this religion, yeah. this religion of masks. And oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. Folks, mm-hmm. if you have a story you want to tell along this line before we move on to our next subject, the, you know, the number is 734-822-1600. Operators are standing by right there. Trying <laughs> to take your call. Yeah. Well, uh, real quick, uh, I never under I never did understand why some some jobs were considered essential and others non-essential. Okay. Uh, Home Depot, Kmart, uh, Lowe's, all these big box abortion stores, mills, abortion mills, pot shops. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. But. The mom and pop businesses will get shut down. And in some cases, if they didn't comply, they they find themselves in jail. But Nancy Pelosi got to get her hair done. Okay. Mm-hmm. Gavin Newsom got to go to this uh yeah, the, the French Chinese laundry or something like that. No, in the San French French laundry. French laundry. <laughs> the Chinese haven't bought it <laughs> okay, yet. Whatever. No. But it's it's China. Oh, speaking of China, did you see what they discovered uh, a couple of about a month ago? An actual Chinese bio lab in California. Did you see that? Oh yeah, yeah. The one with the the mice, was it? They they were yeah. weaponizing mice and like, oh no, that's just part of our testing. That's normal. <laughs> yeah. See, oh, but and that's not. We're, no we're not deal. working on a. We're not. It's not like we're, we're working on bio weapons or anything, right? Oh, by the well, way, you mentioned essential employees. One of my favorite Dilbert cartoons is where the boss is looking at the approaching snow weather map, and so he goes up on the second floor of the building that overlooks the parking lot yeah. and he makes an announcement over the pa he says due to the impending storm any non-essential employees may leave work early and then he starts writing down names who <laughs> 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 no, is non-essential this is this, okay we got about a minute here to go yeah. but uh 
and the, the whole thing, I'm, I, I am not complying with their little scheme. Okay, I'm retired now. Nobody can fire me. Nobody can throw me in jail or anything like that. Uh, nobody can put me up in Facebook jail or any of stuff when I uh, when I venture an opinion. And you know what? You know what they say about people who can't take a joke, right? Yeah, we can't say that on air, but yeah, <laughs> I, know. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, exactly. But no, we got 30 seconds. Folks, come on back after the break, and uh, we'll have more of a moment of clarity because we've had a lot of moments of clarity recently. So yeah. join us. Pastor Richard Dietering on WAM. Ed Bondarenka and Bruce Fleury are filling in as the hosts of today's Moment of Clarity program for Pastor Rick. They will be joining you momentarily. I'm Derek Stone with another moment on sports. The Detroit Tigers crushed the New York Yankees 10-3 this past Thursday. Spencer Torkelson annihilated a two-run homer to plate Matt Veerling in the first inning. Veerling doubled to send home Andre Lipsius, and Andy Abanez hit a sacrifice fly to score Matt Veerling. Two innings later, Tyler Nevin doubled to plate Kerry Carpenter. Veerling singled to send home Nevin, and Torkelson catapulted a two-run four-bagger to score Matt Veerling in the following inning. And Abanez smashed a two-run four-bagger to plate Veerling in the eighth inning to round out the Tigers' scoring. Eduardo Rodriguez allowed three runs in six innings to tally his 11th victory of the season, while a trio of Detroit relievers combined for three scoreless innings. Now here's your Moment of Clarity hosts for today's program, Ed Bondarenka and Bruce Fleury. Hi, folks. Thanks for coming back and joining us. You know, um, well, let's, I lost that thought totally. That's really, that's horrible. I had a thought and I lost it. So that's sad. Well, we were talking about masks. Oh, I know what I was going to say. Derek, I wondered if management had spoken to you about the violence in your sports cast. You know, I had to post it here with some of the terms you'd been using, you know, destroyed, smashed. Uh, shattered, and today you held it down to catapulted and smashed. So I wondered if somebody had asked you to tone it down. Don't forget obliterated. <laughs> obliterated, yeah. <laughs> no, I had not received any complaints, but I just like spicing up the, the baseball reads because I, I know a lot of people think that baseball might be kind of a boring sport. Boring. I don't. But but I, I don't. But it, it, it just livens it up a little bit. Yeah. I watched a no-hitter in the second second uh, 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 game of a doubleheader. My wife and I caught the second game because we were late getting downtown. We watched a, a, a no-hitter, and you'd think it was the most boring game. on No action, right? It's a no-hitter. And yet, really, to somebody who knows the game, which isn't me, uh, you know, I like to play baseball as a kid. I like to play baseball. Watching baseball is a different story. But in this case, it was so the, the – uh, um, tension you know like you got this 
battle between this pitcher and everybody up against him. Can he, is he going to hit it? This guy going to hit this. And and it was really, really quite satisfying to, to see that happen, that nobody got a hit. And I felt like I'd watched a really good game. So yeah. there is that. Well, they say baseball is a game of failure. So in that case, they they succeeded admirably. <laughs> exactly. Nobody got tackled, catapulted, or smashed. You so, go. you know, we were talking about uh, masks, and uh, and we have Walter on the phone shortly, so we'll take his call. Don't hang up, Walter. Um, I remember during the, the height of the COVID scare going to an ice cream shop here on the street uh, in Ann Arbor, and I'm waiting in line with everybody with masks. And, and I stayed away a bit, you know what I mean? But I didn't wear a mask. Nobody said anything to me, but I got a lot of stares. Mm -hmm. And I was just thinking at that time, if somebody calls the police, how am I going to handle this? Because mm -hmm. I'm not backing down. I don't care. You don't have the right to make me wear a mask, period. I have a constitutional right. You can throw me in jail. You can try to throw me in jail. And I like what Pastor Sean Todd told me when we were talking about this once. He says, Ed, maybe masks is not the hill to die on. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe you don't want to uh, uh, die on that, but save it for better. But then we we were watching uh, Pastor, um, oh my goodness, slipping on names here. I should have been better prepared for this. But you know, where he chased, I've had him on my show a number of times. He's from Alberta, Canada, and he yelled, go ahead, Derek, tell me. Arthur Pulaski. Thank you, Arthur Pulaski. <laughs> That's why we keep you around, among many other things. A so, lot um, of useless information. <laughs> oh, man, no, but you know where he chases the cops right out of his church and says, get out of here, you Nazis. I'm not going to play it right now, but get out of here, you Nazis. And it was just yeah. thrilling to watch him. And he chases them down, and they're backing down. There's like 10 cops, one of them a woman, and they back down the steps of the church and out the door while he's door. walking in front of you. This video is hilarious. And then down the sidewalk and out to the street, you know? Yeah, yeah that's how you treat them. Mm -hmm. And you know what? It's the we're just following orders thing. Mm -hmm. We got to carry yeah. out the orders regardless of uh, what we feel about it. Like that doctor who would not prescribe ivermectin and somebody died. Yep, oh, sure. exactly. Sure. I don't. There's a. I don't blindly trust anybody. I don't blindly trust doctors. I don't blindly trust cops. So well, let's see what, we'll, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, uh, one thing real quick. The thing you got to remember is all these progressive Democrats, their policies have killed people. They end up dead. Whitmer is a perfect example. Mm -hmm. The unborn aren't safe around her. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh, people walking down the street aren't safe under her. And Even the, the born aren't safe, yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's that way with the, with the with the entire Democrat Party. They have, a, they have yeah they have a, a history of, of of human I call it human sacrifice. Mm -hmm. Ever since they uh, it was launched back in eighteen twenty eight under uh, Andrew Jackson, it was the first thing they did. They took the Indians and threw them out of Carolina Carolinas so they could get the gold, and it's been that way ever since. Yeah, yep, I got to tell you something. I just got a text from a friend of mine, uh, Martin Church. He's uh, somewhere right now birch run and there's a place called the anger management rage room room <laughs> fee twenty dollar per person box of breakables twenty five dollars per box God, 20, 
20 to 30 items per box. It's a sign I'm reading. Yeah, enough <laughs> of that. Anyways, let's see what let's Walter has Walter. to contribute to the conversation. <laughs> Hi, Walter. Hey, Walter. How you doing? Good to talk to you again. Hey there again, oh, man. Hey. Oh, Bruce. good. Um, of course, Ed. Um, man, you guys bring back so, no, so many memories of, of how we fell for the pan-Democrat. Mm-hmm. Because you know that's who's pushing the Democrat voters and Democrat leaders from the from the president on down through the Congress, filtering on down to the regular citizens who not only are putting their mask back on, especially Democrats, because uh, they're the ones always succumb to lies and fear. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have doubled down on their masks. And by the way, some of the Democrats, they never want to take their mask off. Some of them never took them off at Walmart and other stores. And yeah, we go to. It's the liberal mega hat. It's the liberal mega hat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they went yeah, there masks. you go. They're, they're not only wearing masks, they have doubled up on their masks. They're wearing snotty handkerchiefs. That's what they're wearing. <laughs> That's all they're going to get is a, a pile of snot. I know that sounds gross. Hey, but look, Walter, we, we forgot Walter. How, Walter? Yeah. I don't know if I cut him off. Oh, good. Yeah, hi. Well, a couple of things. First, I was thinking about you Labor Day weekend, and I often do, because there was that one Labor Day weekend where you asked me to help you put together that shed at your house. (laughs) And it was like December. Remember that? It's like, wow. You know, so I'm really thankful for global warming that we get these nice weekends now, you know, in the somewhat decent weather. And the other thing is I have people contacting me and saying, can I get Walter's phone number? Can I get uh, uh, Walter, where's Walter on social media? I think I called you and asked you about that. You know, and, and you're getting quite popular, Walter. So why don't you just take a bow? Hey man, I'll tell you what, man, if it, if it translates to some money, man, that's even better. The third thing, hold on, wait a minute, one, one more thing. Are you having a withdrawal uh, uh, from being able to call into that uh, 910 station? Oh, Ed, man, you had to give me with that one. That is so true, Ed. I thought about that. Not in those terms, but I was like, man, I miss calling there. I miss calling there, calling them black uh, great pimps out. And by the way, I'm glad they got rid of all of those low lowlifes, man. That's exactly what they are, lowlifes, race pimps. What a waste oh, of time. Oh, you mean Dolan With the same propaganda. <laughs> I'm glad yeah. he got rid so, of all those people. He replaced them with Sean Hannity and Glenn Beck and all the big shots, man. Isn't that amazing? That's a answer yeah, prayer. Yeah. I don't I wish I can find those people and rub it in. They're callers. I wish I can come across <laughs> them. Now what you gonna say? Well, now, it reminds me of the Air America do. days when Air America failed horribly, you know? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Jesus. Look, so you were gonna say something else before I so rudely interrupted yeah. you. I'm sorry. Oh, that's okay. You just got an hour. I, I, man, you guys are so great. But then, let me see this, man. We forgot right. how when you go in grocery store. Now, this is a foreshadow of that mark of the beast that a lot of people are going to give in to. I do really believe. And that's people we know. We That's people that go to our churches who talk about they had faith, but they were the first ones to put their mask on sitting in their churches with their mask on. And by the way, remember, too, the word of faith churches. Name it, claim mm-hmm. it, blame it, mm-hmm. lab it, grab it. Churches, they had they their leaders had talked about how much faith they got. They're God's man of power of the hour. You looked on t you look on TV and online. They were wearing masks too. They didn't have that much faith. It exposed them for the phonies that they still are. And compared mm-hmm. to the guy yeah. in Canada, you guys mentioned his name. That pastor that ran the 
what they call them, the COVID Nazis. That's what we call them now. Yes, yes, church, Pastor Archer Pulowski. You should remember that name. You should never forget that name. That should never slip your mind for a minute like, like it did mine. Sounds like you experienced it firsthand. <laughs> These people, I was talking to a guy from Birmingham schools a couple of weeks ago, and we became friends. Me being a black guy, him being a white guy, he was treading on, walking on eggshells around me because you know that he wanted to go off on the... Uh, uh, I had to do this. A lot of people I meet, strangers too, say, "Spit it out, man! Come on, man! You can say anything <laughs> you want to say around me about those." There you go. Just I'm put, not a put black, on your mega hat. No, no. Hey, you know, That's we're talking wrong. about we're talking about churches, and I don't know if you know that John MacArthur, the, uh, the Bible teacher and the radio personality, uh, huge church in in Los Angeles, I believe it is, and he refused to shut down, and he had a lot of uh, pushback from from the liberals trying to shut him down and close down his parking lot. So another church says, hey, we're not open, use our parking lot. And just, you know, fines piling up and, and him going to court. There's a movie out now that's just come out about it called The Essential Church. And we need to support that movie, The Essential Church. And it talks about the struggle. Why, why, why are did churches buckle down? In the name of Jesus, they buckled down. You know, we're getting a new pastor in our church. We're looking for one. I have at least three questions I will ask any candidate. One is, are you going to stop me from carrying in church? Are you going to force me to wear a mask in church? And will you shamefully shut a church down just because the state told you to? And I'm walking wow. if they don't. I'm walking. I'm, I've, I've had it. Pastors need to stand up and be men. Well, you know, is this this is uh, Germany, uh, Germany in the 1930s all over again? The uh, Concordat with, uh, with with Rome, that in order for uh, uh, for the, the the Pope to uh, basically you know keep his hands off, there the Catholic Church was allowed to uh, continue on to uh, in Germany until mm -hmm. they they started they started replacing the uh, the pastors with uh, with uh, you know clergy of their own. Next thing you know, you got the the book was written about it called the uh, the Hooked Cross, the Hockenkreuzer, and it's it's an interesting uh, it's an interesting study of how it was in Germany in the 1930s under Hitler, and how the Maybe church uh, was just displayed as, as more as complete and total cowards. Uh, Eric Metaxas's book on Bonhoeffer talks a lot about that that period of time too. Yeah. But Walter, yeah. did you have anything else before we move on and take uh, yeah, Pastor me, Rick's wife Gayling as a caller? Yeah, let me say this real yeah. quick. Remember, a lot of churches um, brought about this Nazism we're living under now because they refuse to give out voter guides, including yeah. in the tongue-talking, tongue-talkers tongue churches. We are yeah. God's people of power of the hour. We've been spirit-filled. We speak with tongues and other languages. They were some of the biggest yeah. ones to give in on the fear. You know what? I, used, yeah. I, used, I even called one of them up. I said, you guys... You fail for the trick. You just mm -hmm. lip service. You've been exposed for lip service yeah. about. I says, what about that song that we used to sing years ago? Uh, walking in faith and victory. Be strong. Be be bold. Be strong. You know what? It's just been a lot of onward, Christian service. soldiers. Yeah, <laughs> that's another one. Ed. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> well, <laughs> the one two feet. <laughs> Well, Joe, just all right. Thanks, Walter. We got to squeeze Gaylene in here now. I appreciate your call. Thank you, brother. Good talking to you. Thank you, Walter. We'll talk to you next week. I hope.
Derek, see if Gaylene hung up on us or if she's still there. I did not hang up on you. I am here. <laughs> I am okay, here. Lee. I waited. So so I have to ask, is the reason why Walter is getting so popular because you talked about him helping you build a shed and everybody else wants him to help? Walter has so much more to offer. Walter, I'm sorry. I just had to poke a little fun at my brother. Um, ah. No, I wanted to bring up to you, and you may know this, but you are talking about all these doctors who aren't prescribing what is needed. Um, Dr. Marcola has a mm -hmm. group of doctors now that you can buy in advance a kit for, you know, and they will interview you. They will talk to you. They will do a Zoom meeting. They'll find out what you're on what you might need, what kinds of things you're concerned about, and then you can purchase a kit full of medicines so you have an emergency medicine kit on hand. It's about $250. Yes. You know, uh, I've had on my show a couple times uh, uh, Dr. Jeff Barkey, and he's one of the founders of um, America's Frontline Doctors. And then his right. his uh, partner also, Dr. Mark uh, McDonald, I think it is. And uh, yeah, they're, they're part of this network. There are a number of these networks that are popping up. In fact, Dr. Jeff is so kind that if you find him on Instagram, he will actually answer medical questions when he has a chance to online if you're not even a, a patient, yeah. you know, so. That's that's, awesome. that's pretty cool. Yeah, I know there are yeah. people out there that really do care. Now, I, I also just wanted to say to you about people wearing masks in church. We do not know what kind of baggage our brothers and sisters in Christ are carrying around. And also, I can't blame somebody who was raised in a generation of fear where the authority figures have all sorts of things to say and everybody complies. I can't really blame them for that. If somebody is elderly and has a respiratory I issue I agree. or is vulnerable and they want to sit in church wearing a mask, thank God they're there sitting under the word. I'm I happy agree. to what love you want. somebody and give them that space, you know, even if I choose not to wear a mask. I fully agree. Do what you want, but don't make me wear one. Don't make us sit six exactly. feet apart. You want to yeah. six feet apart? Fine, go ahead. But mm -hmm. pastors who insisted that you sit, I, mm, I just, I had to leave a church over it because I was talking to a friend of mine, a close friend. We're sitting next to each other, and the pastor walks by and he says, "Did you, did you uh, ask him if he's okay with you sitting next to him?" And here we've been having a conversation about martyrdom and the like, you know, and I just. I couldn't believe that that would happen like that. I, I told him, I says, if he was sick, he'd tell me. If I was sick, I wouldn't be sitting near him. So what's your point? That's I right. just couldn't believe that. You know, we just all have to use common sense. And we also have to have mercy for people who may have issues that we don't know about. So that's, you know, those are that's my four cents. I think I gave you three or four cents worth. So uh, yeah. anyway, uh, good topic. And uh, have a great rest of your day. And thanks for taking the shows at short short notice. Well, thanks. At least we had one Dieterina on the show today, huh? Yeah. There you go. She did a you great job, a too. Thank you, Gailene. <laughs> thanks, sister. Hey, uh, all right. Bye. Before we move on, uh, uh, Joe is listening and he sent a text over here about. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I see him, too. We need more black, <laughs> robe, 
more black robe brigade types and not more priests of wokeism manure. And as, as you know, why I call Saint Fran why I call Francis the Ninkum Pope. <laughs> yeah, why did you yeah. vote for him? I'm telling you that. Name my Pope. Whatever yeah, happened. Exactly. Whatever happened to Benedict. Well, I'm gonna tell you something. I'm 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 you and Joe are both Catholics. I'm a former Catholic. I'm not knocking Catholics. And by the way, I'd like to point out that Walter is, is Pentecostal tongue talking. What he was, what he was knocking was those who claim to be, you know, have this this power and this this uh not how do I strength. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's say strength, and then back down over something, you know, to be so brave and then to be so cowardly. Oh, That's yeah. what he was yeah. getting at there. Yeah. But going wobbly yeah you know there's a guy i had on my show my show a couple weeks ago and it was about the book he wrote about the robert e lee which was a great book just a Mm -hmm. great book and we didn't even get everywhere we wanted to go well he's just come out with another book called triumph the 2000 something year of the years of the roman catholic church and i just i don't I don't see it as a triumph. I know a number of good Catholics. I know a number of born again Catholics. Mm-hmm. I know people who are, you know, saved by the blood of Jesus and staying in the Catholic Church. My own mom did that. You know, she said, I'm comfortable here. I like it. I like the stained glasses. My friends are here. That's fine. Born again in a in a Catholic church. That's great. Mm-hmm. But when I when I look at what's happened at the Catholic Church, and this I'm not attacking anybody, but you yourself brought up Pope Francis. Joe brings up Pope Francis. How can we call that a triumph? Yeah. I don't I, I can't interview him about his book because I just the whole premise is uh. Well, when you think when you think about this Pope, okay, look where he came from. Okay, he came from South America. South America, which is a bastion of uh of uh, liberation, liberation, theology. Down. Liber- liberation yeah. theology. The man's a socialist, okay? He was raised in that. I mean, he, and he's made some really stupid head-scratching comments about you know, the environment, about uh, how we're destroying it. And, well, you know, who's destroying it is the left. They're the ones that are doing it because they're, look at what happened in uh, Eastern Europe all those years under communism, especially East Germany. That place is a basket case. It's amazing the, the entire country country wasn't declared a toxic waste dump. You yeah. know, so this is the this is where you're where you're coming from here. When you get when you mix Marxism and Christianity together, you have you you may as well just uh, stick a gun to your head and pull yeah. a trigger. <laughs> you know. I remember talking to Bill Bennett when Pope Francis was announced, and 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 Bill Bennett's a Catholic, and I said. Dude, I mean, liberation theology. And he pointed out to me that actually at that time, Francis was opposed to the liberation theologists, that he was in trouble with those people. And I thought, oh, there's a ray of hope. And I'm not quite sure what happened. And I don't think Bill Bennett knows either. I don't get it. (laughs) Well, yeah, and and, and I remember the first time I spoke to him too, it was about education. I go, what the heck is with with these parents? Don't they sit down with their kids? And go over these uh, course catalogs from colleges they want to attend, and uh, <laughs> you know, yeah. and and it's like, and that was the that was the uh, that was the the, uh, the time one of my 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 first dog decided he was going to open up just as I was getting on the air, instead of putting an old put the dog outside. But no, and 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 again, it's like 
you know, the Catholic Church has, has done so much good. I mean, yeah, they talk about, well, this is terrible what they did to the indigenous people. Hospitals, kind of, schools. I went to a Catholic, all Catholic schools, yeah. 12 years. Great same education. Here. Yeah. Same here. I went to, I went to Dave DeBusher's uh, alma mater, you know, the, the, the okay. basketball player from the Pistons. He was our next door mm -hmm. neighbor for five years. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, and I go, I go to my wife, you know, she's like, I'm against organized religion. And well, okay, well, that's fine. Oh, you come know. to my church. We're highly disorganized. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> and I go, look around you. Look at the, the sculpture, the churches, the architecture, the music. So the most beautiful music ever created is religion. Okay. These wars that they can, they, they say we're talking, we're starting over religion. No, it's, over over uh, secularism. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Well, on that note, on that happy note, and I will say happy note, that went better than I thought it would. Thank you. <laughs> so, uh, we got 30 seconds. The music's either playing or going to play. And so thanks for joining us on Moment of Clarity. And please join me next on Your American Heritage. Got a great guest today. Derek, thanks for uh, producing. And Bruce, thanks for filling in. Talk to Always you guys later. Always a pleasure. I never close. You've been listening to a Moment of Clarity on Wham Talk 1600 with your host, Pastor Richard Dietering. Be sure to tune in again next week right here on Wham Radio.